Hello, everyone. Welcome to Narcissism Recovery Podcast. My name is Yitz Epstein. I'm a narcissistic abuse life coach. And today I'll be talking about the law of attraction and its connection to childhood wounds. Firstly, the law of attraction is a universal law. If you would like to find out some more details about this law, feel free to, to do some research on it. Uh, Abraham Hicks has some wonderful uh, explanations on how the law most specifically works. But briefly, the person attracts into their life that which they focus on and that which they believe will happen. And ultimately, by using their thoughts, whichever thoughts are most primary, are how going are going to reflect out into the universe and ultimately help uh, manifest and help create the individual's reality. The law of attraction, it's slightly complex, and it includes many details, uh, some of which include the fact that the way one perceives and feels about themselves and reality uh, in turn causes a a reaction in the universe which manifests into one's individual personal reality. Simply put, the law of attraction is the, 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 basically, we attract into our lives that which we focus on. Uh, by using the power of our mind, which ultimately thoughts turn into materializing the things, uh, well, ultimately, in each person is going is, has the ability and quite literally does create their own reality, whether they realize it or not. Now, with regards to childhood wounds, there's going to be a compulsion to recreate one's abusive and toxic childhood experiences in what is known as the repetition compulsion, which means there's an unconscious drive, desire, motivation to repeat childhood traumas, which means to be attracted to relationships, to manifest, to quite literally create situations that are what someone what, what someone has come become accustomed to, what they've become normal. The desire is rooted in trying to resolve early childhood conflicts, which the individual felt helpless to change the outcome of one's life. The compulsion causes causes uh, really the wounded adult to look for people, scenarios, and relationships that strike up similar feelings of childhood. Now What's important to understand is that the law of attraction is a law. It's a universal law, and it's always at play. We are always creating our own reality. A lot of times people have difficulty with this because they don't realize how is it possible that we're creating our own reality. But ultimately speaking, with our ability to choose our thoughts, what to focus on, we actually are always creating our own reality. Now, even when we don't realize we're creating our own reality, we are doing so. And this uh, really... um, plays into the childhood wounds because in adulthood, if we're unconscious, which means we're essentially not aware of how this is taking place, we are actually unconsciously manifesting our childhood wounding experiences. Just some slight facts here. The subconscious makes up about 90 to 95% of the person's reality, which means that leaves only about 5 to 10% of the conscious reality within someone's awareness. So ultimately speaking, if there's 100% of one's consciousness, 95% of it is not in one's conscious reality, which means they don't understand how it's uh, manifesting or how it takes place in someone's life, how it's affecting them, then the person is really operating as much as they think they're in control. They're really not. Uh, Most of what's happening is really happening in the subconscious. And, And that's why you see oftentimes people who try to make changes to their life, they often go back to these wounding, exp- uh, I'm sorry, they, they often have a difficult time really changing their, uh, their habits because really in, in, many, in many ways they are helpless to, do, to make a change. Uh, a great example of this I like to bring is a GPS that somebody puts in a dress 
uh, and then decides to go to this location. Ultimately, halfway through, they decide they're not going to go. They're going to go to a different location. Uh, and each turn they make, they know how to get to this new location, but the GPS keeps rerouting them back to the original location they had placed in the GPS. This is kind of how it works with manifestations. Our manifestations are the original programming that is placed in childhood. We create that. So if we try to change the outcome of our life, then we are really helpless to do so because we are quite literally manifesting our unconscious. We're manifesting what is going on in the subconscious, which is the the the, the childhood wounds. And we are we'll try to make changes. We'll try to work really hard or be up against that programming. But ultimately speaking, we've already placed in the GPS the programming of childhood. In addition, with the law of attraction, one's imagination and fantasy is key. Uh, as by imagining the desired outcome, the individual has the ability is will be able to visualize it as if it is her in his or her reality, uh, and this is it propels the the reality to take place. So imagination and fantasy is very important. Now, because abuse victims are really yearning and dreaming about having the loving and safe environment in childhood, this yearning, this desire, uh, doesn't just uh, disappear. It actually, in many ways, uh, gets stuffed down to the unconscious uh, and really the fantasies um, exist in adulthood, even though we think we want a partner, but really what we're yearning for is a parent. And what we end up doing is we end up manifesting a reality uh, we are attracted to or attracted to our life reality of the same toxic dysfunction that was in early childhood. So with regards to narcissistic abuse, you know, narcissistic abusers are fantastic at identifying victims' desires, wants. Uh, and ultimately, they're able to then, in a sense, hijack their victim's imagination and fantasy. Uh, and, 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 and what ends up happening is, is that the, uh, the, the, the victims will fantasize and imagine and manifest the dreams of their perpetrator. Uh, it works as a sort of hypnosis where the, where the narcissistic abuser will kind of lull the, the, the victim into a dreamlike state. Uh, and ultimately, they'll then control this very dream. Um, where the victim is then dreaming and fantasizing about pleasing the narcissistic parent, quite literally manifesting their reality uh, for the narcissistic abuser, uh, which is just another perpetual state of trying to please the parent in early childhood. Later on, the narcissistic partner, uh, the same drive really to please that parent. So firstly, it's, impor it's important to understand how a person's actions are creating their reality. Uh, this is not necessarily with regards to the law of attraction, but also the law of attraction, but, but most specifically one's, uh, one's actions and then the consequences of those actions. As one becomes conscious, which really is synonymous with healing, is becoming aware, you know, becoming aware of the unconscious, the shadows, and really exploring the, the parts of oneself that just one does not realize are still actually a part of oneself which includes the wounds of childhood and the parts of oneself that have been denied and rejected and, and, and ultimately disowned. When one becomes aware, then they can then become really focused on what they truly want and, and, and really master their, the destiny of their future and really become conscious where they start to create their own reality, uh, one that they're aware of the motivations, one that's not a repetition of the past talks of childhood, but rather one where they are the masters of their reality. Uh, in addition, they'll be less prone to be manipulated by perpetrators who want to use them to build their dreams and as a narcissistic 
supply. So really becoming conscious, becoming aware, becoming self-aware, becoming 100% aware of one's existence, one's reality, and how they are affecting their surroundings, how they are affecting the uh, the universe, and ultimately how they are maybe manifesting their childhood wounds. Without doing this, we really are unconscious without the ability to, to protect our future, our relationships in the future, our children from having to experience this very same painful reality. And it becomes very difficult because we often think that, oh, I will never do what my parents did. I will never, it'll never be like, you know, when I grow up, it'll be different. But oftentimes, because we're unaware of the motivations at play, we end up repeating the very same dysfunction as much as we try not to. So it's important to identify the shadows, the parts of oneself that are, like I mentioned, in the unconscious. And in order to do this, it takes courage. It takes rigorous self-reflection in diving into one's uh, really uh, subconscious programming and really identifying and healing any wounds so that we do not repeat this and ultimately create a reality, manifest and attract a reality into our life that is toxic that we are forced to ultimately live in. Uh, and I'd be happy to help you along your journey to heal your unconscious, to become self-aware, 100% self-aware. Identify your triggers, your wounds, your programs, your core beliefs. Really become aware of you and who you are and get to know yourself so that you can choose your reality and ultimately manifest a healthy reality for yourself with people who respect you uh, and be attract and be attracted to relationships, people, scenarios, and patterns of behavior that are healthy for you in your future. I can be reached at YITZ, Y-I-T-Z, at psychologicalhealingcenter.com, by phone 252-696-4852. I offer a free 15-minute consultation. Be happy to get on the phone and discuss how I can uh, help you along your healing journey uh, and ultimately become 100% conscious and aware of your experiences and how you are showing up to life. So thank you once so much for listening to this podcast. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here with you guys today. And until next time, all the best.